Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of Matchup Mashup. I'm your host, Private Merc, and I'm joined by Wee Wee Man. Hello, everyone. So, Wee Wee Man, you want to tell us about your uh, how your week in Hearthstone's been going and how your week went in general? Yeah, um, so it's been a busy week. I've been doing a little house hunting, and um, it's, it's kind of horrible because interest rates are crazy right now and at the same time like the the market just isn't any better like people are still just paying way too much money for houses that they should like that shouldn't be as expensive as they are to begin with so it's been kind of stressful um but other than that i've been just kind of chilling been playing a lot of hearthstone i played a lot of different decks through the week um mainly because i was i was trying to figure out which deck to talk about on the show for for a while um at first i wanted to really talk about Cagehead, and i did play a lot of Cagehead, um but it ended up kind of sucking as everyone's been finding out recently uh, so I also played a few other decks like Outcast, Demon Hunter, and I also played a little bit of the Dancing Paladin uh, that came out after the mini set. So, so yeah, it's been been a chill week. Just yeah, lots of Hearthstone, and uh, this is like the first week too where I've been really experimenting. Like I, I was really trying hard to get Cagehead to work, and uh, once I get into talking about you know my deck, I'll. I'll go more in depth about different things I was trying, but ultimately I think I think my my attempts to make the deck work uh, ultimately failed. So so yeah, kind of depressing, but it's whatever. How about you though? Um, I had a really busy week at work with like various deadlines throughout the week, so that was pretty stressful. And throughout the week, I didn't really have ton of time to play Hearthstone, but some of the decks I played throughout the week were I played lots of Naga Mage, which is what I th- I'll be mostly talking about today. I played some Enrage Warrior, and I played some Menagerie Warrior, which Enrage Warrior is really, really good. And Menagerie Warrior is pretty good, too. It's very unique how that deck plays now. It's like a super grindy attrition deck now, which is very interesting from Menagerie Warrior. You can literally outlast the Blood Death Knight and beat them in fatigue with Menagerie Warrior, so it's it's something else, but the deck that I had the most fun with and want to talk about is uh, Naga Mage. Uh, my weekend was pretty busy, too. My family help came down and helped with the rest of my moving, so me and Hannah are pretty much entirely moved into this new apartment now. There's like a last few things we gotta do, return the keys and stuff like that, but we're pretty much settling into the new place. And another thing that prevented me from playing lots of Hearthstone was Street Fighter Six came out, and I've been playing a lot of that because I'm a fighting game madman, and I know another game recently came out, which once I get my PC 
uh, our whole friend group's going to be playing, Wee Wee Man included, is Diablo 4, which I know that's a game that Wee Wee Man is really excited about. So lots of really good yes. titles coming out right now. Uh, Capcom is, like, killing it this year. Like, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6. Like, Capcom is going really, really hard this year. And uh, Diablo 4 from Blizzard is also huge. So, uh, what class are you going to play in that, by the way, Wee Wee Man? I want to be a sorcerer. So I just I want to I want to be, like, a little wizard guy. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I want to be, like the rogue but i'm not really sure i'm kind of open to anything i'm just not being the barbarian because i like to have fun but <laughs> um yeah so i've got that to look forward to and actually i will be getting my a new a new gaming pc actually this upcoming weekend from uh my my sugar uh mama my girlfriend uh she's getting me a gaming rig which i'm really really excited about so i'll be able to play Diablo 4 and maxed out specs and just... Wait, you you mean you can uninstall Hearthstone and just play Overwatch every day, all day? Um, right? This is this is not an Overwatch podcast. Overwatch is, is a dead game, so... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty busy week between m- moving and work and all that stuff, so honestly not a ton of Hearthstone to be played, but I am here to talk about... Naga Mage, and I can touch on some other decks. I played some, uh, ooh, what did all, we can, we can have this section be a little bit longer than normal before we get to Naga Mage and we get to Cagehead specifically if you want. We can kind of just talk about some of the decks we played. I tried some of, uh, I think Clark Hellscream posted a, it was like a mine Death Knight deck that topped out at four mana. Like it was curve topped at four with Yodeler, and the goal was to like get eggs and naval mines and spread the death rattles with uh, death growl and just just burn them down essentially kind of like death rattle rogue like death rattle rogue would do with the mines i mean not the exact same but it's kind of what you were going for but the difference is the difference is uh death rattle rogue had a way to double your death rattles and death knight if the enemy deck has a brain and they know what you're doing they'll just break your eggs and then you lose because you can't do anything. So that deck is actually also pretty, pretty bad. Uh, so a lot of experimentation in Death Knight in general, but like a lot of unsuccessful experimentation. Did you, you played some of that deck, right? How did you think? What'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't win any games with it, but the concept, like I was really hoping I could like spread a, um, like a, a mine death rattle and then like, do the uh the dead air yeah it's just like when you think of what the deck is doing it's like it's like that does sound awesome but then you think about it and it's like if you get this crazy hand where you can death growl you say you got two death growls you double death growl your mind and spread its death rattle you're dealing 16 damage to the enemy hero which like you just spent like at least three cards for that two death growls and the mine and like death rattle rogue could do that way easier and like i don't it's just like it's just like when you think of like the nuttiest thing you can do with that deck you realize like wait a minute it's like it's like actually just like not that good so yeah so i played some of that i played some uh what else did i play i played some thief priest of uh whose was that um i've played some meat man's thief priest because meat man made a twitter post and he was like uh 
as long as there's a deck like this in the meta, I will be happy. And it's like a control thief priest, and I was like, why does that make you happy? Like that these <laughs> like these games last thirty minutes. But I played some of it. It's fun. I mean, it's control priests. Like if you really like that kind of play style, it's uh, like it's it's you know what you're signing up for basically with a deck like thief priest, thief control priest, and. I mean, it performs, clearly. Meat Man is a top single-digit legend player, and he's piloting that deck. So the deck can produce results. It's just if you're willing to put in such a large amount of time. So Yeah, I feel like with that deck, you have to like really hone in on all your matchups. And like every, every Control Priest I ever play, it just feels like they know exactly what to do for every... like. I mean, at least when they win. Like, obviously, I play some control priests that I I just beat super easily because I'm like playing an aggro deck or something. But I I don't know. There's some games against control priests where it feels like they just know what you're going to do every single time, and they just play against that like perfectly. And I feel like that that deck definitely takes a lot of skill, like to play right because of that, because you have to know know that stuff, know those little details. I would agree for sure. I would say, yeah, I would agree that if you want to play, I'd say if you want to play a lot most control deck, if you want to play any deck optimally, I'd say that applies. But with control, it's really like a lot of the time the correct play is to do nothing, and that's not intuitive. So. Um, I th- mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what other decks. I didn't get a chance. Did you get a chance to play Hunter at all? I did not. It's unfortunate. Hunter got a huge. Hunter is like basically like it's super weird now. Hunter got a card that lets them heal a bunch, and like they're playing in a completely different play style now almost. So it's like Hunter is getting like out of all the sets I've heard the most uh, talk about Hunter of how like that class like the mini set really like changed how that class feels to play. So. It's sad we neither of us got any uh, Hunter games in. Uh, the other deck I played a lot of, other than my main deck, not a lot of, but I played some of Enrage Warrior with the new, do you know the new Enrage Warrior card, uh, Jam Session? Yes, yes, I saw that today. Yeah. yeah, Jam Session is, I mean, if you saw it today, then you know that the card is ridiculously good. You mm-hmm. give a friendly minion plus three plus three and deal one damage to all other minions, so... Either yeah. deal one damage to all your dudes with an axe equipped, and then just probably when they make a gigantic board, or deal one damage to all minions with a anima extractor out and make something in your hand really huge, or even I, I mean it's even got other use cases like I um uh, a mage like played uh the that reverberations card and made two copies of a dude, and then my jam session was able to kill them both because. It dealt one damage to all minions, so like it's the card is just it's just the um I think one of the better cards we got from this mini set. But honestly, this mini set mini set has produced, although we can't really tell what, right now if it's produced like a lot of new relevant meta decks. It has produced a ton of like experimentation, so that's always good. For sure, I feel like everyone saw the like the dead air and the death growl and. Like that stuff, and they were really like, "Oh shit, we can we can do something big." I mean, it's like, Death Knight, right? It's the new class, and everyone is like, 
everyone's like, Death Knight, Death Knight, yeah, I'll play it, and then it has, like, a 30% win rate, and they're like, it's Death Knight, I don't <laughs> care. Like, and it's like, okay, well, whatever. Like, yeah. just put Pure Paladin's win rate to 80% then, so. I, it's, it's fun. It's so, like, the times I have gotten, like, the cage head thing to work, it's, it, it, it's so, like, cool, but it's just, like, it's... I, I I mean I can get into that now. Do you? Uh, I was just gonna say we can get into week, we can start talking about Cagehead and then Naga Mage or whatever. If if you didn't have any other uh, minor like decks you played that you wanted to talk about, okay. Yeah, I might touch on Outcast a little bit. Uh, even though at least the list I was playing was not really yeah. If you want to do that now before we get into the... our main decks, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much out of frustration, I just started playing a little bit of the Outcast Demon Hunter, and not a whole lot to say, because I really wasn't trying to, like, focus on it, and, like, wasn't trying to really, like, learn a lot about the deck, because I wasn't planning on really talking about it much today, but um, I I think it's still a really good deck, uh, and... Uh, matchup wise uh out of all the games i played which wasn't too many but i got a nice little um nice diverse pool of matches um and uh like i played a lot of uh of the new like so like when when your opponent is playing the cage head deck and you're playing outcast demon hunter it's like you see it from that side and you're like wow because <laughs> they're just not doing anything, and you're just blowing them up on turn five with uh, Halveria. So, so yeah, I mean, it kind of goes to show why Cagehead is so bad. It's like there's decks like Outcast Demon Hunter that exist where your opponent is just playing, like, a, a ton of minions between between turns one through four, like... Most of the time. And it's like... Then they have their turn where they can play Halveria and, like, hit you in the face for a ton of damage. Or um, it goes, you know, even just normal unholy. They can um, grave strength on a turn. And it's like, that happens so quickly that with Cagehead, you don't really have time to, um, like, do your combo. So, so yeah, it just kind of kind of put that in a in a different perspective for me playing outcast and so since we're already talking about cagehead we can move into that but one thing i want to say really quickly and you bring up an interesting parallel you say it goes to show what makes cagehead death knight so bad is that there's decks like outcast demon hunter and decks like uh what was the other one unholy death knight where like their board is just full turn like four or five and like you can't do anything and i think an interesting thing to like think about that that immediately made me think of tony druid and i was like okay so why was tony druid good and cage had death knights not and if you think about it it's because yes tony druid and cage had death knight they both are sitting back and they're like i'm gonna wait and assemble my thing for cage had it's make a bunch of nine nine taunt chargers for tony druid it was make your huge tony and Ubercon board in in the aggressive matchup, at least we don't need to get into the jailer stuff because it's not what we're talking about. But um, then you ponder, you're like, well, if they're both just sitting back trying to do their thing, why was Tony Druid good? And like, 
And Tony Drew wasn't fantastic against those fast decks, don't get me wrong, but it was better than the the horrendous number Cagehead Death Knight's putting up. And it's because, if you really think about it, it's like, if Tony Druid gets to that turn, and they make 130 taunts, uh, you, the aggro deck can't do anything, right? The aggro deck is like, wow, like, I can't even get through one of these, and they're gonna flip the attack and health, so I need to, like, try and get these both down to, like, 10, but even if I do, then, like, they still have the Anubricon out, they still have, they can just hit me and kill me. But what is, like, Cagehead, like, Cagehead probably kills you, right? But it's not, I don't know, I feel like it's not as unanswerable as the Zoc taunts. I don't know, do, 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 you, do you agree or disagree with me on that? Because I can see it's a few 9-9s, but a few 9-9s, one, two, like, if it doesn't kill them, basically, if you're not putting out lethal damage, those taunts are far more manageable, in my opinion, than one, like, 32s. Well, like, I mean, I feel like the deck just isn't supposed to be played to where you don't lethal them when you do your turn. Like, I, I guess you could play it in that way, but they definitely, like, especially, like, any aggro deck could, like, I, I guess, like, if they have a huge board and you don't clear anything, if they you just have to, or you're probably dead, though, clear basically. them. Like, if they have, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I guess I get what you're saying, but if the stars don't align and you gotta make three nine nine chargers and they're at 30 health like you're probably going to do that like you're going to yeah. make three nine nines and like right and that is something that can be answered not like easily like they probably aren't going to answer it but it is still more answerable than a zock board in my opinion because the zock board has like the two under kings and the anubricon that's those seven seven two sixes that's two six sixes that's like comparable to the nine nines and then they also have two like 130 taunts or like 530 taunts if they hero powered like right and i guess it's like fair because in the druid uh, like that druid um i don't know what to call it but uh the way that druid deck played like it gave your opponent kind of i mean Let's be honest, like, there probably wasn't anything you can do unless you had, like, two obliterates or something. But, like, it gave you a turn, at least, to, like, you know. And there was, do there was ways guess, to deal with but... it. Like, I answered, like, obliterate into, like, a Sylvanas could do it. But, like, right. or two obliterates. Like, I, I had done that before. Like, a, a Vizier obliterate into, like, a Sylvanas. Like, it's, it was possible but like yeah i guess you could essentially do the same thing to uh, you could just sylvanas one of the nine nines kill the nine nine and then obliterate but if they had three nine nines and hit you for 27 and you're obliterating you're just killing yourself so i don't know but right but i think the important difference is that like the cage head deck i feel like is supposed to be played to where you just lethal them because like i mean you can just leave your nine nines out and like get them down next turn but i think the ability to be able to just otk them makes it like like different from the druid deck just because like druid didn't really have a way to otk it's just like they were like okay well i can't do anything and they have over 30 in stats on the, their board so like past turn concede <laughs> but like yeah i mean like yeah, so the Cagehead deck definitely just... I feel like in order to get wins with it, you probably just want to OTK them. And it's actually super easy to OTK them. Like, with all the pieces you have to get to, like... Even, like, 
efficiently get your nine nines. Like it's just so many things. Which oh, you mean it's, it's so about. you mean it's so hard. OT- you said it's so easy to OTK them. I was like, wait, what? Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. Oh God, no. I <laughs> I, I, meant, I meant hard. I meant hard. I was like, wait like, a minute. It's... I was like, my eyes were just looking at the thirty five percent win rate, and I was like, does he know something none of us do? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's hard. Um, I'm just looking at this. I'm looking at this cage head deck, and I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing like, okay, first off. Every time I see Bone Lord Frost Whisper, it's in a 40% win rate deck. Like, it's like, I've never seen Bone Lord Frost Whisper not be bait. It's like, I remember when he came out, and everyone was like, you can do this crazy rogue deck where you play Thaddeus, and then, like, I think that was the one where you'd go, like, Thaddeus. Was that when Bran was still around? Because Thaddeus came out. Yeah, I think he would go Thaddeus, and then, like, Bran, Alexstrasza, Bran, like, something like that. Something along those lines. And, like, everyone's like, this deck's cracked. And it's like, no, because Bone Lord Frost Whisper, I feel like it's just never not bait. Because, like, you need to find the Frost Whisper. Like, you need to find... It's, like, it's it's necessary. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I don't want to say it's never not bait. Because I, I want a day to come. I don't know if I want a day to come where it's, where it's really good. But, like, it's just... The card's necessary a lot of the time to make a certain combo work. And also... Talon is bait a lot of the time, and I'm literally looking at this deck, and when your deck, the highest mulligan win rate card in the deck is exactly 50%, and it's literally Talon Forging, like, that's your best mulligan, I'm like, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like, he has to be in there, because... You just, like, need to find your big dudes, but I definitely think that it's just not a good card. Like, it's it's a five-cost whose death rattle gets you your big guy. But it's, like, there, there's been so many games where by that turn, if that's what I have to do to get closer to my combo, I'm just playing a freaking 3-3 Divine Shield Taunt, and... Like, that's just not enough most of the time. With how how quickly a lot of decks, like, pick up steam and, and develop, like, a big board, like, you just don't have time to play a 3-3, a three, three, dude, and, like, to advance your game plan, which is, you know, it's just how it is right now. And also, this deck runs Construct Quarter. I thought we, like, all agreed that Construct Quarter just, like, wasn't a good card. And I get it, like... You kind of need the construct quarter to make the deck work, but like I don't know if you need the construct quarter to make the deck work. Like, is that? And that's another card. That's another card where it's like turn four. Like, if you want to get your combo out as soon as possible, then you should probably be playing construct quarter on four. But it's like, if you're if that's what you're doing on your turn four and you don't have any minions and anything else to do, you're probably gonna die to any aggro deck. And I also see it's, like, half the time you want Construct Quarter to help with a combo turn, but then, like, half the time if you don't use Construct Quarter earlier in the game to make bodies, you just lose, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, I've had games where I play Construct Quarter, like, and I'm like, alright, I'll use its first tick to, like, you know, remove one of their minions, like, to, you know, be defensive, and then by the time it's ready, like... For its its last tick, I should be able to do my combo. Like I'm playing my chill fallen barons. I'm trying to draw cards, but 
half the time I don't get my cards in time and it's just sitting there and I haven't been using it for anything better because I'm hoping that I can do my combo and it's just rough there's just too many pieces there's like like the way that I would do it and the, mind you this has only happened against uh, control decks but the way I would normally do it is I would have my construct quarter out on like four or five and then turn six I'd be able to um, do my bone lord and then kill it right away and then next turn I can drop the cage head yelling yelling yodeler and hit them for 18 and then you can um, use dead air to get three nine nine charges and then like if that isn't enough to kill them then damn but that's normally how I would do it and it's just that's so many cards you need like that you just need the stars to align which like which shows why this deck is bad because if you're playing a deck that relies on the stars aligning then you're gonna just lose a lot of games and I feel like I feel like um what was I gonna say uh I was interested to see if this deck had any winning matchups, and I went and looked at its matchup spread, and I noticed that it did not have any winning matchups at all, but it's closest. I thought, I, I thought like, okay, this deck might be horrible, but, like, maybe it beats control, right? Because you're setting up, like, you're taking a long time to set up, like, a ton of damage, so maybe it'll beat control. But it doesn't even beat control, so uh, I'm pretty sure I probably have an idea why, but do you want to tell us, uh, in your experience, why it probably doesn't beat control? Um, I'm trying to think, because it feels like this deck should beat control, and I my experience with this deck was that it was beating control like for me like i was winning most of my control games but again like i'm i'm in like plat right now i don't know what my hidden mmr is but i mean i'm i'm not ever top legend so i'm definitely playing people who are playing their deck suboptimally and yeah so i can't i mean like i i think like with things like uh like uh, priest, like control priest. I think with their disruption, uh, with like dirty rats and stuff, even like blood death knight, and how they have, you know, their disruption, um, especially uh, patchwork. If if you know one of your one of one single piece of your freaking ten piece combo gets destroyed, then you're or you know pulled out of your hand early or or something like it's just it's just gonna destroy your game plan and on top of that like if you're trying to make boards early on because uh, i mean there's and i'll talk about it but there's like a few different like i don't know if there's a few different variants i know the main one and the one i see on hs replay runs like egg and body bagger like some early game stuff but it's like if if you're playing that stuff and trying to like get an early early game board going trying to get them down it's just like control has the tools to handle that and it's n not going to be nearly as threatening as something that outcast demon hunter can do or like unholy dk it's just gonna be kind of scary but then they're just gonna whatever that is dissonant pop or whatever like blow them up and like it's just it's just like i i just think that 
when you win, like when I was winning against control, it was just because I was able to dodge that stuff. Like they didn't, they didn't kill me quickly, and they didn't disrupt me. So eventually, I was able to just play a zero cost cage head and then yelling yodler and like just hit them for like 40 damage like you can you can do so much damage yeah looking at the, that so looking at the stats here it looks like you almost beat control priests so that would make sense where they have the disruption tools and stuff like that and uh so if if they do manage to disrupt your combo or just manage to like kind of kill you honestly priests can like get that cathedral out and kind of just kill you so i can see either of those ways working the blood death knight it looks more like a 60 40 and that can be attributed to they have a lot more disruption and even if you do get a sick combo like you described where you hit them with five nine nine charges like if they're full healing and they've vampiric blood that's still not enough <laughs> like yeah. it still does not kill a 55 health death knight and i'm sure there is a way where you can set the combo up where you like double death growl trade your old shit get a bunch of nine nines and then dead air all of those nine like i'm sure there's a way but uh sounds a lot harder than the way you just described doing it so i can see why the blood would be a lot harder than the control priest uh but yeah it still loses both albeit the blood it loses a lot harder i i literally had a game where i lost to control priest just from them out out doing me on board like i was not drawing like a lot of my like early game stuff and then you know i played Talon <laughs> like turn five and like they had a um they had the cathedral and they were making like one of their minions really big and playing other minions and then y you gotta love the um astalor like Oh, let me guess. Uh, it's in every deck. Power and, word synchronize. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just all that shit. Like, it's just so much better. Like, it. it's sad because it would be... I, I, I like combo decks, and I would love for this deck to be good, but it's sad because it's just... It's not able to be good. Like, it, it, every deck can just do better things. Like, when, when you're playing OTK Cage Head and, you, and your opponent is starting to play Astalore, it's... It's just rough because your combo takes so long to come online to like find all your stuff, and it's like they're literally doing Astalor. Like they're gaining armor, on, and then they're gonna probably do fourteen to your face because you're probably not gonna have minions out. Like it's hey, at least you got those foul sad. eggs. It'll soak two hits real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll eat that damage up for you. Yes, and actually it's I am looking eggs. here, and it does look like there's two super slightly different variants. There's the variant that I'm pretty sure... Are you running a variant with Acolyte of Death? Uh, the after Friendly Undead dies. Yeah, so I was, but I took, I took it out. So there's two variants here, so if you were playing that variant, that's the one variant, the original list that you were playing, and then there's a variant that cuts one Dead Air and two Accolade of Deaths for two Nerubian Eggs and one, one Magtha, which is the draw five cards, give any spells drawn to your opponent, and I feel like you really 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 you cut one dead air but like you really want your death growls with this deck so i yeah don't, i mean 
it's not like it's gonna hurt or help the deck that much either way because this deck's pretty bad but and the win rate shows it actually the one without the one the OG list you were running had a 42% win rate and this with Magtha has a 39 because I just I mean people want to play new cards and so people put Magtha in it but like really you do not want to put Magtha in a deck where you're death growling a cage head like if you just if you toss your death growl like what like yeah yeah it's not good I I actually did play um, both variants um, a little bit and yeah the the one with Magatha was not great. The one with, like, the Nerubian Egg. Um, I don't know. It was, like, cool at first. Uh, I actually had a few wins when I first started, like, my climb this season. And, you know, it was, like, the first or second of the month. And I played I played it, like, super aggressively. Like, I would mulligan for, like, my eggs and my death growls and stuff. And I would just, like, try to, like, make a bunch of, like eggs and stuff like you know the still with the cage head deck not even the the mind dk that was popping up but the yeah i was just doing that with the cage head and i would just win with um having a board like that i i also recall or wait never mind i was about to start to, originally this this month i was playing a variant of unholy dk uh, that um i believe it still had cage head but it didn't have bone lord frost whisper and Con construct quarters it was like it was like trying to do what unholy dk used to do, but it was like running cage head for some reason and i think yelling yelling yodelers as well and like dead air and stuff that's interesting but, i think i see that list and i say you just kind of throw I, I don't i assume you cut let me look at this actually i'm curious it looks like you cut... Oh, you kind of cut a lot of stuff. Okay. Wait. Okay. I mean... Oh my goodness. I don't know. This looks like a mess. It's running like mermies and infectious ghouls. It's yeah, like you're going off in yeah. so many different directions. I'm not really... And That's how it fell. Yeah, Magtha's thrown in there, you know, because Magtha works well in any Death Growl deck. I don't really understand that. I mean, I guess it's only two out of your 30 cards, but, like, I just... Like, was that also running Acolyte of Death? Because probably not, but... I don't think so. Yeah, no, I would have been very questioning about that. I just feel like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, Cagehead is fun, and people want to play Cagehead. Some people have signature Cagehead. People want to make 9-9 charge minions. Charge used to be way more prevalent keyword in Hearthstone, and they really, really pulled it back. So when they release a card that says make a 9-9 charge, like, people want to make that happen. So people are going to throw that in their Unholy Death Knight when a new mini set comes out that has some Death Rattle cards like Yelling Yodeler. Like, people are going to put that in their Unholy DK deck because it has Unholy Runes, even though it makes their deck worse and is not good. People don't care because they want to try and do the cool-looking thing. Like, that's what's happening here. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, and before... Because I, I feel like we could probably finish up the discussion on... Um, cage head i think we kind of covered everything there's to cover i mean uh before we before we finish i do want to just make note of some of the things i tried um so first i was taking out acolyte of death for treasure guard because like acolyte of death was like i i think out of like all of my games i had one game where i got a ton of value off of acolyte of death and it just didn't feel like it was 
doing me very well. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm dying a bunch to aggro, maybe having a 1-5 taunt that can also draw a card is just, like, will just be more well-rounded for the deck. But turns out when your opponent just, like, like, like pure paladin, it's just... They they have Divine Shield. They have so many minions, and they get so big. They have so many buffs. It's like the Treasure Guard, it doesn't even matter. It's not really even saving you. Like, it might be sparing you from taking, like, five damage, but... It's almost just prolonging the inevitable. It's like Treasure yeah. Guard says she'll guard you so you can suffer longer while you play Cagehead deck. <laughs> right, exactly. So that was that. And then Hardcore Cultist I tried as another defense against aggro. And I took out Thessarian to put the Hardcore Cultist in because, like, Thessarian, like, I don't know. So you only ran one Cultist then? You were just doing a (laughs) one-of? Yeah. So I was just, you know, like, I don't know. That might have affected it, too. Like, maybe if I had two. But also, it's the same thing. Like, even if you're doing two damage, like... It just felt like every deck I was playing against that was aggro was just it, it they their stats were outside of the range for me to kill them like no matter what like tri- whether it was trading um like if I construct quarter you know that would kill something but then they'd have like three other minions cuz the decks right now are just so proactive and so like strong in the early game so it's it's just like there was nothing I could find really because, yeah, that, that didn't didn't work. I don't even think I played it a single time because whenever I had it, I was like, well, this isn't even going to clear anything. And Yeah, I can't imagine that being... I can't imagine that... I, I, against Enrage Warrior, it seems like that card would be good for them. <laughs> like, And then against, like, I just... I can see you finaling that on turn three. If you finale that on turn three, I can see it being good against, like, a Paladin or something. Like, I can see that. Because on turn three... Their stuff's not really going to be that big. Like, I can see it against a Totem Shaman. Like, it could work. I think the problem with that card is, if you're not finaleing that card on turn three, it's like, okay, well, maybe you want to pop it out on four. It's like, well, then you need to save, uh, you have to save, like, a, um, you have to have, like, a Body Bagger or an Arms Dealer, right? Or an Egg, or, to, or I guess you run kind of a lot of one-drops. But, like, if you do have those one-drops, like Arms Dealer, Bagger, or Egg, like, or guide, you probably want to play those early to try and contest against the, those early boards because you're like, oh, that's a paladin. I want to play this stuff. So unless you top deck it, or unless you're specifically holding that card so that on turn you can like, hey, if I draw this, I didn't have this hardcore cultist turn three, but I really need this hardcore cultist, so I'll hold this one drop and hope I draw it turn four. It's like it's like just like, it's like it's not the right thing to do. So I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Hardcore Cultist, or, like, on turn five, you can Hero Power and then do it, but, like, that's, like, not... That's, like, not great for five mana. And then you're kind of back to square run, because you're playing Cagehead. You're like, all right, I reset. I can try and draw and, like, re- refill and do some... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I guess, overall, it's just, like... What you're trying to do with the deck doesn't really seem to work. So Yeah. Yeah, I even tried taking out eggs for armor vendors... And uh, you can just refer to what I said about treasure guards. <laughs> it's the same. Eggs for armor. Ve- Honestly, that's like not <laughs> a bad idea because you're like, I'm going, I'm just throwing away my board. Like, I'm just full, I'm like all in on that survivability. But then, like, yeah, I mean, 
You play an armor vendor turn one, they play a like the paladin plays a one one divine shield, and then they buff it, and then you basically did nothing, so I don't know. Or even better, they play um the sinful sous chef first, and then second turn they play the weapon, and then that's how you know it's gonna be a really fun game. And then you're like, wow, you're like, I might as well just leave now because like they're gonna they're gonna literally like make a twelve twelve, and then I'm gonna like play Talon for Drang, and then he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like exactly. Yeah, it's uh, literally so, so bad. <laughs> they just like the weapon breaks, and you just watch like um, uh, you watch as like one of their silver hand recruits literally like just becomes a thirteen thirteen, and then you just sit there and you smile and you're like, this is not what we stood for. Like, <laughs> God, um. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all I have. Um, so yeah, sorry to be depressing. I hope I hope the listeners have had some fun with this deck. Just you know, just because, because um, I had some fun with this deck. It didn't help me climb at all, but it was fun. Um, but it's probably gonna disappear soon because I don't think it's gonna work. We've been on it for a while, and I do want to move on to my next deck just so we can keep the show moving along. But one final thing, and, like, you you might not, and you probably don't have an answer for this, but maybe you do. Hopefully. I mean, maybe. It, what? Maybe, like, you know, that would be, like, kind of a really hard question. Like, uh, maybe not. Okay. Like, what? Hit me with it. All right. Nah. Yeah, well, okay. What cards could they bring back from Wild, or what new cards could they come out with that could make this sort of strategy playable. Like, what is it missing? Or is there nothing that makes Cagehead work? Is Cagehead just a card that is never going to work? Um, so I would just say the only thing that would make this work is t- for the deck to have better mana cheat. Like, I just think, I think it has to have a way to reduce more things. Um, like, I mean, like, Vizier, you can reduce certain spells, like, if you need to reduce, like, a dead air or something, but there was times when I had, it was, like, turn eight, and I didn't have my other stuff to set up a, like, a Bone Lord, so I, like, just had my Cage Head and some other things, and uh, it it's tough. I mean, because I, I, I guess there is, like, some mana cheat, like, with Tour Guide and, like I said, Vizier. And there was times when I was hoping, like, man, I wish my <clears throat> hero power was zero and that my death growl was zero and that I also had a zero-cost plague strike. And, like, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like if there was ways for you to just, like, pop off other than playing a Construct Quarter, playing a Bone Lord, playing a Cage Head, and then yelling Yoda, like, if you didn't have to do, like, a... F- huge sequence of things to get it to pop off and like in and had more flexibility to maybe make it work some other way because it's like it's like with warlock or um what's what's the i'm thinking oh big dh like how you know they have ways to just cheat out these gigantic things that are like so powerful and it's like you have no way to really like cheat out your big thing you just have to have the mana for it you want to know so that's what i would you want to know how you make ketchup work 
How? You turn the, the green symbols in the top of the card, you turn those into red symbols, and then you can probably put them in a deck. Like, Yo. That's... Oh my god, that's actually like the biggest brain thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it just like... It, it, I see where they're going with it, they really want... But it's like... It's combo oriented. It's slow, and unholy is all about grabbing that board and not letting it go. It just doesn't really fit. Like it's like, it's like you're not grave strengthen. If you're doing a cage head deck, you're not grave strengthen. And if you're not grave strengthen, why are you playing unholy? Like, yeah. So that's just yeah. my thought about it. But all right, well. uh you played a way more interesting deck, Naga Mage. Yeah, so I didn't really others, think about so this about until those. literally today when I was, like, texting you. But I was like, when we get to the game section of this game, I either just am going to be saying nothing for 90 seconds or I'm just going to be talking constantly for 90 seconds and neither of them will be good to listen to, so I'm sorry. But, yeah, I've been playing Naga Mage, and Naga Mage, like, the stats are just jumping all over the place when like the mini set first came out i saw that like naga mage had like a 57 percent win rate at top legend i was like yes yes and i bit the hook i was like naga mage is good again yes even though like literally didn't get anything in the mini set like i don't know i was like i was just hoping that like super get giga brain and people are finally figuring it out and it's like and it's dropped a lot in win rate since then back to like that low 40 where it kind of where naga mages lived ever since sunken city but it's still like such a fun deck it's uh, i know i said last week that relic demon hunter is way too polarizing based on if you draw the card or not and that's why i don't like it and this is even worse in the sense where it's like actually just draw Spite Lash Siren or Bust. But the payoff with this deck is that if you do draw Spite Lash Siren, you get to literally feel like Mega Mind for the next like 150 seconds. So it's like, it's just so fun. And this is a strategy that this is a deck that people like love playing because it is so fun to go off with big Spite Lash Siren turns. Um,. And it can go, like, I don't know. There's, like, lots of different ways you can do it. It can go kind of long, too. Like, it, it just depends. Like, I was facing a hunter, and it was like, okay, I'll fight for board here. Because, like, I'll discover all of my spells and stuff I'll discover while I'm filling my board up with Nagas this turn is, like, I'll remove their board. And then, like, just try to kill them with, like, a board of seven Nagas. And, like, that worked against the hunter, because they were hunter, but, like, it, that would never work against a blood death knight. You would need to be finding, like, a lot of different stuff. You need to be, like, making sure you copy your Spite Lash Sirens with stuff like, uh, with, with, with Zola, or with, um, I think there's another way you can get another Siren. You get another Siren, oh, with Amalgams, if you can hit an, with an Amalgam. So, but this deck is, like, I don't even know where to start. How can you can you shoot some questions at me? Because I just like I don't even know where to start yeah. with this deck. Because when I think about this deck, my mind goes like a million miles a minute. Because that's the mindset you need to be in when you're playing Naga Mage. <laughs> I was I was when you were talking about the um, Death Knight match or the Blood Death Knight matchup. I was wondering, like, do you just try to discover like during your uh, turn? Do you try to discover a lot of like? like burn damage like a lot of like spells for face and just like 
throw those and like like I have you ever won against a blood DK? Like if so, how'd you do it? I guess you could talk about that. Since I haven't really played that much, I don't really think I played against many blood DKs. But the way I would attempt to go about it is, as you said, discovering lots of burn burn damage. I could see setting up a potential combo turn with um, you find like a polymorph jellyfish and do like a big Spite Lash Siren turn where you polymorph jellyfish one of your minions and then every turn you play a minion, like you play a naga to refresh your mana and then you send a burden spell at their face with plus two and then you play a naga to refresh your mana and then you like, you could potentially try to um, burn them down that way is how I would probably try to go about it. But like, if you just flood board, like you can flood board two, three times probably, because you're probably gonna Zola your Siren unless you like need to, just like Zola to not die. But like just for board presence. But like if you're doing that, you didn't draw your Siren and you probably lose anyway, because you need to draw your Siren. But definitely like right. big burn damage. I don't really think you're gonna like outvalue them. Like even with Infinitize, even with like discovering a bunch of rewinds and like. It's just, I don't think the value's there. I don't think yeah. so. Because, like, even with all that discoveries, you're still a 30-card deck against that 40-card deck. And when you do your big pop-off turns, like, it's a big discover turn. And you're still, like, probably ending your turn with some cards in hand. But you're playing, like, seven minions. And you're playing seven or more spells. And it's, like, you're playing a lot of your deck on those turns and when they do that board clear you still got a lot in your hand from discovered stuff but you're their one board clear gets rid of a lot of your cards like i don't think value is the way you're going to uh you're not gonna look out you're not gonna beat them in the fatigue basically like you need to burn them down i'm pretty sure but you're like w when you're burning them down you're able to as long as you keep spite lash sire like what cards do you need to keep if you have to like extend your uh pop off turns to like kill like say you needed to kill blood dk who kept healing it's like spite lash siren life. refreshes two mana after you play a naga and then it refreshes two mana after you play a spell and then it, ref it just keeps doing that forever and ever so it's all you need is Spite Lash Siren whenever you're doing your combo turns. The earliest you can get a Siren turn off is four, but it's like unlikely. What you can do is you can Spite Lash Siren on four, and then if you have the coin, you can coin out either a Vicious Slither Spear or a... Um, you wouldn't even be able to coin out a uh, Naga Lang because... You, but you can get it... The, the, pri the primo targets when you're doing your pop-off turns are you want to Spite Lash Siren into a Slither Spear or you want to... Uh, Spite Lash Siren into a Naga Lang because that would be those are your two one mana Nagas um, and that leaves you with depending on when you do it like if you do it turn 4 you go like Siren Coin Slither Spear then you're at two mana you can do like any any number of things you can Gifts of Ashara which is normally what you want to go for or you can Vast Wisdom and Vast Wisdom is really good in this deck because like you can discover uh, what I really like to do with Vast Wisdom in this deck is find any one cost spell and then find any co any secret and then cast the it swaps them so then your one cost you're gonna get like a freaking like shooting star for three mana that you're never gonna touch unless you have leftover mana but like that's not the point the point is you get a one mana objection or like a one mana uh, 
counterspell or a one man yeah, mana uh, explosive runes that while you're doing your huge pop off turn and you're like hey, here's some insurance like you just slam you slam it on top and you like and you're like it's like the car on the roof thing it's like this baby and like but it's seven nagas instead and you're like patting the nagas cuz there's like a mage secret floating above them so like it's like they're like wow well i could have a spell or a minion to answer this but the secret trying to get a secret off in your pop off turns is huge even if it's like not <laughs> even if it's literally like an ice barrier or something the the threat of a secret is may make them play uh their turn suboptimally that literally happened with our games when we when you played Naga Mage against me. I literally got so mad at Nick or at Present Burke, <laughs> and I was like, "I am not gonna play against this deck anymore because it's just not fun." I think I did like <laughs> I literally so like so many pop off turns in a row, and every time I would have a secret and it's objection. Like, it's like I, I, every time I, I, it was I literally objection. I remember literally. that game because I discovered objection, and then I did rewind and I found the objection. We didn't get this far; the game ended. But I commanded Savara, and two of the three cards she gave me back were objections. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it. It was so bad. So yeah, I can attest personally. Yeah, I I have not played any Naga Mage, but yeah, objection and counter spell are probably super huge to to get out on your pop off turns. I would have to say. And I could see that potentially being a way you could beat those control matchups. Like if you find an object, but then even then, it's like you would need objection and counter spell against something like blood. They got the so. I mean, I guess they guess wrong. I guess, but they got so much removal that unless they just straight up don't have the specific answer, like your big old seven naga boards, probably not gonna stick. Yeah. Against aggressive decks, though, this deck is far more, like, about just surviving till turn five or surviving until your pop-off turn. Because if against, like, a pure paladin or something like that, you can get your pop-off turn. Like, you just made seven nagas and probably killed most of their stuff. Like, you probably are going to just win now. Because, like, the paladin can't do much about that. So, but it is it is difficult. Like, it's actually difficult getting to that point. Like, you do have to get to, like, turn five or so. and And if you're you'd like draw like a slither spear and you're like damn i really want to play this slither spear because they're paladin and i really want to contest their board but if i play the slither spear then i'm pushing my spite lash siren turn like back one more turn because i need to pair it with a two cost naga and then it's like well i want to then wait for the slither spear but like it's possible that i might just die if I don't play anything for four turns. So that's like a balancing out with this deck. And one of the really challenging parts about it, maybe it's just like, maybe there is no right way to do it. And the deck's just not good enough. But like, maybe, maybe that's just like one of the things that I hope that I just like really hope this is like a Garot Rogue like situation. I hope that this deck is like, the skill ceiling is so high that the deck is actually good. It's just going to take a really long time. And then like, but. Yeah, I don't know. There's other variants, by the way. I didn't play them. They the, the other variants haven't seen play for like a while. But I remember once again Clark Hellscream. Uh, he, uh, around the time that uh, what is this set? Festival of Legends launched. Uh, not audio. Not the mini set. Like the actual expansion. Clark Hellscream was playing a uh, 
a light show Naga Mage, and, like, you would literally, like, do your big pop-off turn, but during your pop-off turn, like, your spells would just be a bunch of light shows, so you'd Nagas with, like, light shows, and you'd just kill them that way, and, like, that, Hmm. uh, seemed really fun, but also, if you're putting in light shows, and, like, you're really centering your strategy around that, that probably makes you just, like, so not good against the aggressive stuff, but maybe, maybe not, I had, I haven't said I can play that list, like, I haven't played that list, so I can't really attest to it, but I th- Sounds fun, though. Yeah, no, dude, I mean, I saw a clip once where he, like, did a polymorph jellyfish, he had a, poly- a plus two spell damage, and then he was light showing, and all of his light show triggers were just, like, yeah, dealing four, so... Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> I, I like. I haven't seen. I have not seen that card do like, like, much. It's 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 never been a huge light show. I mean, so if it was between know, light show and Naga Mage, if one of those things could not be a dream, because both of them are just dreams right now, <laughs> Naga Mage being good and light show being playable, like I'd definitely rather have naga mage back this is like one of my favorite decks in sunken city i remember in the age of sunken city where we were surrounded by like not super like not super skill testing decks i don't know i don't want to sound like a like an elitist snob but like the the, but like um there wasn't a ton of like high apm challenge like super like branching paths decks where you can just take a, a bunch of different like directions where you want to go with it and then like, mech mage yeah mech mage mech mage pass pass or no sorry 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 turn <laughs> one pass turn two coin um uh what is that three cost spell uh the mech one where you draw a mech reduce all your oh mechs pull. and it like draws yeah it reduces your mechs. yeah turn i literally yeah. played i was like i was like i'll play some mech mage a few weeks ago and my i went turn one pass turn two coin that card turn three that card and then i just like played my entire hand including the mega shark and then it was against our <laughs> buddy aj actually and just like i was like wow I was like, it's kind of cool, actually, but, like, this deck is not for me. <laughs> it's just mech, 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 mech. That's all it is. I'd much rather go, uh, I'm not a mech, 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 mech guy. I'm a naga spell, naga spell, naga spell guy, so. I mean, that's, that's like, the Chad thing to do, though. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, what we should all strive to be is quest pirate, 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 pirate warrior guys, so. God, that was, like... God, I played that deck and Nick made fun of me, but he was the one who he was the one who told me to play it. It was like me trying to get him to play Hearthstone back when we played Magic, and I was like, "Dude, he, like he unpacked the quest." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'll build Pirate Warrior for you." And he was like, "Dude, I actually really like this deck. It makes me feel so big." And I was like, "That deck is brain dead, bro." <laughs> and he was like, "Dude, you're making me not want to play Hearthstone." And I was like, "Well, I don't know what to say, man. I'm just being honest." <laughs> God. God, so I might be a little tiny bit toxic, but it's no. I mean, he was definitely right. That deck is. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fine if you want to play pirates. <laughs> I don't even know about. I don't know if I'd go that far, but if you like to win games in bronze, <laughs> if you really want to, just like yeah, okay, all right. We're we're we're. I, I think we're that's evolving. I think that's all I wanted to touch on with Naga Mage. Unless you have some more specific questions, I feel like. 
it's like the deck is just so fun. There's so many different like, but it is. I mean, I just feel differently about it than Relic Demon Hunter. But it is. It is really reliant on you drawing the Siren. Like if you don't draw the Siren, you're not gonna have a good time. But before we end, um, just since we are matchup, mashup, matchup, 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 mashup. What would you say this deck like? I, I you did say that aggro's a bit tough. Um, what what would you say were your toughest matchups and then your best matchups when you were playing this deck? Um, I don't know if I can recall specifically. I feel like I was beating stuff like um, I was tending to beat like I don't know how much control I played. I played a few relic demon hunters and that matchup seemed fine. Like, I feel like I was able to win the Relic Demon Hunter stuff. Uh, and Rage Warrior was not great. I did not like playing against him, Rage Warrior. Like, they could just make their stuff really big. And then even when I did my swing turn, it was like my spells weren't enough to deal with how large their small dudes were. Playing, I played some Menagerie Warrior. I don't remember. I think that was a pretty even matchup, but... Um... Oh, actually, I think I was winning that game, like, pretty hard. I had exhausted them out of resources, and then they played a Hagatha, or Magatha, and then they drew, like, a bunch of cards, and then they banded me, and that was... So I feel like that one could go either way. That one seemed pretty close. Um, it's just, like, give and take. I feel like I feel like the beauty of Naga Mage is as long as you do draw your Siren, your Discovers can kind of take you wherever you want to go. Like Yeah, that, that checks out. Like, like how like you, you want to discover like show or the like you amalgam. It's like oh well, I'm playing against control. I mean, I can sacrifice some of my pop off potential here to like take a, a queen Ashara. Like I'll get, I'll try and get some more value here instead of getting a cheap Naga to make my like pop off huge. So okay. there's a lot of just different ways you can go about it. Can definitely see why people like it because yeah, that does seem fun. Just having a turn where you kind of take the game in the direction you want to take it. Like, you can kind of... And it's probably so different every time, too. So that's cool. Interesting deck. I I need to play it. (laughs) You should. Alright, do we want to move on into the matchup mashupping part of the show? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Even though I'm probably going to get bodied because I'm playing... Hey, hey, my deck's bad, too, bro. (laughs) God, wait, are you playing Naga Mage? Are you gonna? Yeah, yeah, we're playing. We're playing. Non-stop? We're playing Naga Mage, and we're playing Cage. Uh, we're not. We're we gonna get. What are we gonna do to these listeners? Betray them like that? Stab them in the back? That's true. I want you to scroll to the bottom of HS Replay and look at Cage Head, and then I want you to cue it. <laughs> oh my God! I'll be. I'll be I right back while we're booting deck. up. By the way, I, I need to take a quick bathroom break. Alrighty. I'll be right back. Alright, so I am picking my deck now. Alright, I'm selecting um, my deck I, as well, and I, I'll see you on the other my side. My 40% win rate deck. Hey, wait, yeah. mine is... No, good, no, good you're luck. 35. I'm like 42. Come on. Alright, All right. see you on the other <laughs> side, Wee Man. Good luck. See ya. Good luck. Private Merc's point of view. Alright, well, I mean... I think we know what we're trying to go for here. We want Spite Lash Siren. A thing I really struggle with is I struggle with full mauling for Spite Lash Siren, even though I know it's the card I really want. I get baited sometimes by stuff like Arcane Intellect and like Gifts of Ashar because I'm like, is it worth it to keep those if 
like, because draw two, it could, like, potentially be getting me to my Spite Lash Siren faster, or is it more worth to just fool mole? That's, like, something I really struggle with and something I think about a lot. And so what we've got here is Vast Wisdom, Amalgam of the Deep, Arcane Intellect. We do not want the Amalgam of the Deep. Hmm. I think we're just going to fool mole again here. I think we do just want to... But the intellect is so tempting. Mm-mm. I'm really not sure here. I think... We'll keep the arcane intellect. And we get back a Gifts of Ashara and Amalgam of the Deep. So we got back an amalgam, and we draw a flame geyser. So that can answer like a, uh, what's that? Uh, arms dealer. If he plays that, turns one. I can flame geyser and play a one two, which is pretty big. I can even do it for he body baggers, but it's slightly less big if he body baggers. He's playing something. He arms dealers. Cool. And is he coin egg too? Why is he roping if he's going arms dealer coin egg? That's amazing. Alright, he passes. Cool. So I can just go ahead and flame geyser it and play a 1-2. And I do that promptly. And then... Yep, we drew a frozen touch. So, no spite lash siren yet. We're not needing to worry because we're not at a point where he can cage at us. If we get a turn or two away from the cage head, uh, I start getting worried. We draw Zola. I'm going to Arcane Intellect. And I draw Mistake and a Vicious Slither Spear. And we're going to trade the Elemental into the Arms Dealer. Or we're going to have them hit each other, so they're both 1-1s now. This makes it so we can Gifts of Ashara next turn to continue trying to draw that Spite Lash Siren and then Hero Power away the Arm Stealer. And he plays a second Body Bagger. Looks like he's thinking, uh, and he hits me for three. So, we're going to probably Gifts of Ashara here, just keep on drawing. And we draw a Rewind as well, and I've played Intellect. And Flame Geyser. Hmm. Oh, we can't actually give Savashara because we haven't played any Nagas yet. Gosh. Um, I mean, I can hear a power play a mistake. I can... Hmm. I really think we do want to draw cards. So I think I'll just Slither Spear, Gifts of Ashara. Like, I think we do really want to keep drawing. Like, it's worth it. And we get Crush Claw Enforcer and Spell Coiler. So, still no uh, Siren, but it looks like it's probably next turn a Rewind Crush Claw Enforcer turn. Continue just, you know, drawing through. And we can hopefully Rewind Arcane Intellect for more card draw. And he Plague Strikes. So his board's actually getting to the point where it's kind of threatening. Uh, he's got eight damage out there. Two, three, two body baggers, a three, two, and a uh, one, one arms dealer. So it may turn out that not dealing with the arms dealer 
is the reason we lose this game if we do lose. But, I mean, we got to just keep drawing. We know what we got to do. We'll take the gifts of Ashara. Hmm. Crush Call Enforcer. Hmm. He may have us here. The Crush Call Enforcer drew a school teacher, so not what we needed. And he plays a construct quarter. He goes full face, which sets me to 12. And he's going to construct quarter something. He might not, actually, but definitely prefer it if he does not. Then I can continue drawing. Okay, and I draw an infinitize the maxitude. Still not what we need. I'll go ahead and gifts of Ashara to keep drawing. Flame Geyser and Commander Savar. Still not what we need, but we're going to Flame Geyser the 3 2. We're going to Hero Power the 1 1. We're going to trade with the 2 3. And we can just play. We'll play the Slither Spear actually. I guess we should have played the Slither, Sp Slither Spear first to get it that attack boost. Just a little bit sad that there's 14 cards in the deck and, uh, I haven't drawn the uh, either of my sirens yet, so sadness is taking over my my uh, actions. He could bone lord here. Oh, he could just bone lord and construct quarter it too. It's kind of scary to think about. Oh, if he has cage head, actually, he can get us down to eight, and he can just construct quarter the cage head and kill us. So. We're only two turns away from that. Are we one turn away from that? He spreads Death Growl. He plays a Chill Fall Baron and a Death Growl's the Death Rattle. We draw a Crush Claw Enforcer. Oh my goodness. We've got 12 cards in our deck and no, uh... We have not drawn our, um... Spite Lash Siren. We really heavily prioritized drawing through our whole deck, so he's really taking us on board and honestly can probably just lethal us within the next turn. Twelve cards in deck. Just hovering over that makes me a little sad. What's our play here? I have eight mana, so <coughs> I can try and find like a secret off one of my two spell coilers and that would leave me with three mana so really not like I don't think it would do much like I guess we try and find objection like off a spell coiler but I don't know it looks like he's really he's played two chill phone barons or he's played another chill phone baron and a battlefield necromancer and a foul egg we draw an arcane intellect I'll play the mis- what does that leave us to? I mean, we're dead if we don't pop off this turn. Dang. Yeah, we tried to draw, and we didn't draw with nine cards in deck. Both sirens are still in there. And we're dead. Damn. Wee Wee Man's point of view. Alright. So... 
we just got a death growl a plague strike a body bagger and an arms dealer um because i i actually wasn't playing um the list off of hs replay but i went and got that one just because you know i had been experimenting but i'm going to play what's clearly the most popular list uh just for entertainment's sake um and yeah so arms dealer uh he's playing mage i could get some value off that in the early game plague strike uh might be good early on so i guess i could take that i'm gonna throw away the death growl um because we could probably get something better Okay, and we drew a arms dealer. So our starting hand is two arms dealers, a plague strike, and a body bagger. We are going second. So I will... Do I just coin out both arms dealers, and then when I play a body bagger, they'll just get... I don't even know if that matters. Hmm question is do i use coin now he's mage so probably like if he's not popping off till like turn five i could probably get some decent aggressiveness in here so but i don't think it's worth coin using the coin to be honest so i'm, I'm not gonna use coin. i'm just gonna play one arms dealer and pass And I don't normally play Naga Mages, so I'm not actually sure what he's going to be doing to me. Um, but he had a pretty nice play to counter my Arms Dealer by uh, using Flame Geyser. So now he's a 1-2 on board. I'm going to play another Arms Dealer and then a Body Bagger. And uh, pass turn. Yeah. Yeah, the, no one at my MMR plays this deck, so I'm really unaware of what I'm going to be seeing here. Um, I just know he's going to pop off. Probably turn 5, because it's Private Merc, and he normally gets what he wants. Alright, so... I'm going to Hero Power... Play another body bagger, and um, I traded my hero power dude into his flame elemental, and now my board is a one-one arms dealer and two-two-three body baggers. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but I drew my construct quarter, so there's one piece of my combo in my hand, which is good to see. And we need to keep in mind that eventually he will be getting objections and counter spells. So I need to make sure that I have things in my hand to throw away to test for those. Um, so I can still efficiently work towards my game plan because he is going to definitely try and disrupt what I'm doing. So I, I really need to... Just make sure that uh, I have things in my hand that I can use to test for secrets. So I'm going to... Um, I drew a tour guide. 
I'm going to Plague Strike his Slither Spear. And um, I'm not going to use Tour Guide because I might want to use that to test an objection maybe. So I'm going to just Hero Power and go face. And I hit him down to 20 life. So he plays a Rewind, so... I'm not sure what he's looking to grab with that. Um, Alright, I got a Yelling Yodeler, so that's one more piece in our hand. That's really good. Um, I don't think there's... I, I think I'm just going to play Construct Quarter here. And... I want to leave my coin for maybe testing a counter spell. So I'm going to not coin a hero power here. I'm just going to flow one mana and just go completely face with it. I'm not even going to hit his um, Crush Claw Enforcer because we just hit him down to 12. And I feel like that's pretty good. And I'm expecting him to... Um, hopefully he has Splite uh, Lash Siren so he can do his thing. Because I'll feel bad if he can't. But um, maybe not. He's drawing a card. Yeah, I guess he didn't. That's unfortunate for him. So he clears most of my board, leaving me with a... Body bagger plays a slither sphere. A sl uh, slither sphere. Um, Alright. I need to draw cards like crazy right now, and I just drew Chill Fallen Baron. I'm going to play a Chill Fallen Baron. I'm going to. Ooh. Or we can do that. Um, What do I want to do here? I'm gonna okay, so I'm playing the Chill Fallen Baron. I'm gonna hero power. So my charge guy is on the right side of my Chill Fallen Baron. And then I'm gonna Death Growl him. And Hmm. Probably I think what I'm gonna do is construct quarter my charge guy. Well, I'll go fa face first. And then I'll do that and get to draw a card. It's a chill fallen baron again, so that's awful. And I'm gonna kill his slither sphere with my four five charge and trade my body bagger into his crush claw to draw a card. And I draw a dead air. So we have 17 cards in our deck. He has 13. Jesus. Um I really just wanna get my combo as soon as possible. You know, one way you could probably play this deck is by mulliganing for, like, your combo pieces, like, trying to get as many of them, but I feel like then you just aren't going to, um, like, have any chance to contest, like, something that's aggressive. Even, even something like Naga Mage, you wouldn't have a chance to contest their pop-off on turn five if... You're just going all in on on the cards. 
Um, okay. I drew a Battlefield Necromancer. I think I want to play that no matter what. Um, so I'm going to play that. And then I'll play another Chill Fallen Baron. And I draw a Fal Egg. Hmm. I'll play the egg and I guess I'll just go face with my chill fallen baron I was considering yelling yodeling my chill fallen baron to draw even more cards but I really want Yelling Yodeler for my um, pop-off turn. So I didn't want to throw that away. In the case that my next two cards happen to be Death Lord and um, Cagehead, and then I end up... Uh, oh my god, he is getting so unlucky right now. I just can't believe that he doesn't have his Siren... I think the game might be over just because he didn't get his siren. Yeah, he conceded. I don't even feel like I deserved that win. Hello. Good game. Hello. I don't feel like I deserved that. That was really unfortunate. <laughs> I had nine cards in deck and both Spylash sirens were in there. That's insane. And you didn't didn't you Finley? Uh, I I was knew I was dead next turn and I needed a pop off turn so I arcane intellected with ten cards in hand because the only way I could do anything is if the one I drew was a siren even though I was gonna burn one and so then the one I burned was Finley but it didn't matter oh, I couldn't have spent any other mana because the it was eight turn eight so the arcane intellect put me to five so I would have needed to draw siren because that would have left me with only one mana to play a one mana naga so it was the it was the yeah. only play but I mean that yeah that just solidified that like. Naga Mage is very reliant on that card. Dang. Yeah, it was a like good game, Like you were though. saying. Yeah. I was not close to doing my turn. I was... I had uh, my Yelling Yodeler, and of course I had my Construct Quarter on the board, but I could not find my Bone Lord or my uh, Cage Head, so... Dang. I mean, you I had... I think you had... I conceded but i'm I, I think you had enough damage just like on the board to kill me like i was at like nine. Oh yeah so I, I, but i mean you actually weren't able to do like anything like against any other deck that that board would have been nothing to them yeah but yeah i couldn't do i mean yeah sad but it happens my first win ever yes you did it now the listener the listeners have heard you winning with a 35 percent win rate deck so they know yes. that like you are Let's actually go. so so big yes and i belong in top 1k legend you do you do you belong mm -hmm. in top 1k legend playing only cage head death knight god oh <laughs> uh, all right well do you want to pick decks for next week oh uh, yeah we can actually do that now because yeah we can do that now because stuff's kind of been getting figured out so or not figured out but like it's kind of things are 
developing and like and a w- there's data <laughs> there's like data because right. it's been enough time that we can actually look at some stuff um yeah. let me see here top decks in popularity are in rage warrior pure paladin control priest blood dk frost dk relic dh we've played most of these on holy mm. I might do... I'm not sure if it's Big Beast Hunter. It's whatever Hunter is running, like, the new... The Hound and, like, all the... I think it's Big Beast Hunter. That's Big Beast, I think. Okay. Okay. Whichever one's the most... I think it's... Whichever one's been, like, pretty popular. The one that's been seeing, like... Okay, I think it's Big Beast Hunter. This is the one that I want to play for this week. All right, cool. So you're playing Big Beast Hunter. Um, I'm wondering if I would like Enrage Warrior. It's like it's like really it's like, good deck, but like I don't know how to even explain it in a way that like maybe this just applies to me. But it, it like plays so strangely. I feel like I'm not playing Hearthstone. I, I'm playing Hearthstone. It's almost it just it plays differently than like any deck I have ever played. Huh. I don't really know how to explain it. That's in what words. it seems like. Every time I've tried it before, I haven't really liked it because I just I feel like I don't know how to play it. So I mean, if I did choose that deck, I would have to learn. Like I would have to learn it for sure. I mean, like that would be good because you could, be if you do, if you are interested, in, because I mean, it's like I think it's like one of the best decks in the game right now, like top three, and I think uh, like it's definitely really good. But only if you actually like have interest. Uh, Definitely don't force it. I might honestly have more interest in um in Thaddeus Warlock. Thaddeus but it's Warlock. I'm the only the only problem with that is it's kind of unpopular. It's only two point. I mean, I'm really looking popular. at everything that's more popular than it. Is like Control Priest, Blood DK, Relic DH, Unholy DH, Spell DH. That's like five of those decks. We've done five of those decks already true okay well i mean if you think it's fine then i would i would like to play that one yeah i think that's definitely fun okay and then maybe next week i'll do enrage warrior if you don't pick it i just i think what i might do this week is maybe dabble in enrage warrior so i can like kind of figure it out and then if it's still a popular deck next week i could maybe plan on that all right sounds good sweet all right, well, thank you guys for tuning in again and listen to, listening to us ramble about some Hearthstone. Um, and we hope to have you guys back next week. Yep, thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.